0: All right, talking the world of sports, and you know we do a whole lot more on this program into the night and around the country on Sirius XM and on American Forces Radio Network to our service men and women and officers around the globe at uh, foreign and uh, European outposts. We love it. You know, uh, Dawn Atanasio, as you people are getting accustomed to Dawn, this woman has a great story, and we're not going to tell it today, and we talked about this earlier, but at some point she's going to tell you her story. Um, as she crafts her radio personality and, uh, her life coaching, the purposeful life coach.com. Wait, till you hear the story. And the other thing you guys need to know, and I say guys, because I mean, there's women out there listening, but she's a sports fan, but she lives in long Island and she's a cowboy fan. I don't know how that happened. Don, we, we got a lot to talk about, but I want to hear about real quick. How'd you become a Dallas cowboy fan in New York? You're a native New Yorker, right?
1: I am. uh, My husband was a Cowboys fan his whole life, and Ah. I got to learn about the game, and I (laughs) fell in love with it.
0: Uh, You fell in love with him, and you fell in love with the Dallas Cowboys. You know, we're not going to hold that against you, nor should we. All right, you know what I want to get into here, and we we discussed this, and I'm looking around right now in this studio, and, Don, I'm becoming a pack rat. I'm holding on to things. I'm holding on to things I don't need. And you made me think about this. Clutter in your head becomes clutter in your life. Why do I get like this? Why am I holding on to some of this stuff? i got a Wall Street Journal that's six weeks old. There's one article in it. I'm hanging on to it. Why do we do this? Clutter in the head means clutter in our life. Have at it.
1: Well, we do it because we, we are comfortable with things around us. Sometimes we attach meaning to objects. I personally have come to the point where i rather invest in experiences. I have the memory of it, but it's not like a physical object taking up space. And I have right. pictures to go with that. You know what they say, a picture is a thousand words.
0: Right, right. Uh, uh, that's the old saying. But is there a reason why we do it? Is it fear? And then, you know, like... I'll be honest with you. We we hear stories about people when someone has died in the family, we're afraid to throw something out because we feel it's disrespectful. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different reasons why we become cluttered and jammed up. We know know inherently deep down inside it's not good for us. But there are some mitigating factors sometimes. Can you talk about that a little bit? Um,
1: Yes. I had that experience a couple of years ago. My husband passed away from cancer, and, you know, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect with grief. And everyone has to grieve in their own way, in their own time, and then move toward healing. I was afraid to get rid of any of his belongings. And wow. I was afraid to even get rid of medication. I left things as is as if I was freezing time and in freezing time, I would somehow, you know, keep him there. The memory of like how things were, you know, being the caretaker and other things. And I did feel like it was disrespectful. You know, people have their timelines. Some people wait a month. I took it day by day for me. Most of it was, you know, packed and respectfully given away and things like that. Um, a year later. But when you're holding on to those personal objects in a medicine cabinet, there there did come the time where I had to, you know, give it, give it, throw it away because it's not going to bring the person back. But again, um, that's why I was holding on to those things. And they weren't serving me anymore. They weren't serving him. And uh, as far as other memories, like happy memories, people have children, some parents have a hard time of throwing away baby clothes and artwork from pre-K on up. But today, and I went through that too, and I didn't know how to deal with it back then. I had guilt over throwing things away. But it's the person is still with you, your child, and I started to take photographs of things or frame things. So Smart. there was a neat organized way or neatly put some things in the bin but part with others.
0: And that is smart. I never thought to do that. You know, it really. Hey, uh, let me let me throw a curveball at you here, sports related. You know, I wish I didn't throw away some baseball cards I had from the 1970s and 80s. They're worth a lot of money. Is that deep down inside a fear? that we hold on to things that we're afraid we're going to throw something away that's become valuable, or is that just a justification for not getting rid of things? Do you see the double-edged sword there? We're afraid because it might be worth something, and it may be worth to us sentimentally, which you've already spoken to, but sometimes there's a monetary fear there, or is it just a justification for hanging on? How about that real quick?
1: Okay. I think if you're a collector, And and there's a possibility of something having value. You know, that's within reason. It's just that when you start saving things that are more in your way and you're just saving it and you probably will never do anything with it. Some people have a fear of letting go. It's just uh, it's like I really believe that some people feel comfortable with objects and belongings and collect them and don't want to let go like they want to hang on to friendships and relationships
0: it's interesting i'm going to make a bold statement in here we're talking to don Atanasio, the purposeful life coach you can check her out her podcast is on purposefullifecoach.com and it's also on iheart and stitcher and all the places where you get your favorite podcast and uh, this podcast will be available tonight All right, Don, I'm going to make a statement. When I see people on TV, let's just say you were on television doing this radio interview and it was simulcast on television. When I see politicians, if I watch CNN or MSNBC or even Fox News, and I see these people sitting in their home, and I see bookshelves, long bookshelves, to me, books are almost decorative. Nobody reads all those books, or do they? Is it okay to hang on to books because there's a decorative quality to them? (laughs)
1: Well, if it's decorative and it doesn't have that feeling of clutter, if it's not causing chaos in your life, if it's not messy or untidy, then I think that's okay. It's when the books are useless and they're dusty and they're maybe piled all over the place and they get to get, when they become a nuisance, and an obstacle and in your way that's when i would say it's it's different it's time to look at them and if you're never going to read it again make a donation
0: yeah there's somebody out there that'll read the book or you can sell it at a tag sale at the end of your driveway for 50 cents you know you really could you'll have coffee money all right i want to get to another thing um I'm not the most organized person in the world, and you know that I've had addiction, and among my addictions was shopping. And here's what would happen um, with me cluttering. I would just go buy something new, and that sounds really haughty and really stupid, but it's true. I found out I wasn't alone. A lot of people, if they misplace something in their car, their office, their home, they don't even go look for it. They just go buy it. And that sounds really stupid, but i got to tell you, more than once, that's true. And you've run across this. Can you? I mean, that brings out, I mean, there's some addiction qualities in this cluttering stuff. And I just explained an element of that. Have at that, real quick.
1: Yes. When um, someone goes to shopping, to, um, and it's compulsive, it's just to keep busy and, and fill a void in their life, it's emotionally somehow giving them something as opposed to other things. And you know what? Addictions, we know, require, usually require isolation. A lot of people are just shopping and compulsively alone. It, it's just a quick, you know, feel-good fix for themselves. They're not necessarily going out healthy shopping, a shopping spree with friends. So that that's the problem. They're usually trying to, again, feel a void, and addiction is always excess. So when you're shopping, and you're just almost shopping because it looks nice, but soon, not forget about the object and put it away. I've seen shows where hoarders just have things, and they're in a box. So you're not even, like, appreciating it. But you, you ordered it. You bought it. It was like that looking forward to something because I really I, think when something's uh, missing in your life, that's what you're going to do.
0: Well, I had an uncle, uh, the late Kenneth Terrell, and he was part of a plastics company in Deerfield, Massachusetts, and Danville, Kentucky. Do you know how, what he did? He looked at when he was hiring people. He told me this before he passed away a few years ago, and he told me this on the golf course one time. He said, here's how I hire people. I look at their shoes. And I look at their fingernails and then I tell the person I'm interviewing, we're going to go out to lunch and we're going to go in their car so I can see how they keep their car. He said their resume was a bunch of poppycock and half the time he didn't believe the crap that they embellished in their resume. He looked at their fingernails, he looked at their shoes, and he looked at the inside of their car. Don, I know for a fact you agree with that philosophy. It's all you need to know about someone. Let's end on that note. What do you think of that?
1: I think it's a fair assessment. I've been in other people's cars and sometimes been shocked. I, I I, personally feel better walking, you know, entering my car, driving to where I have to go. I have um, calm, peace. I feel at ease when <laughs> right? things are clear. I have a Starbucks cup. If I use it, I do want to get rid of it. And I try not to eat in my car or have anything like that. I even have an organizer in my trunk. And, um, but I've seen firsthand parents, they have children sit in the back seat. They're so and busy. Big,
0: and there's a big <laughs> mess back there. We're up against a break. Don. listen, we're out of time. I think you hit the nail on the head. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much, Don. Have a good night. You too, Marty. You got it. There's Don Atanasio, the personal life coach, purposefullifecoach.com. Coming back.